Saprakiande, Liko Sam Prelegadise Velemo Shantakabayaha, Holy Santa Creo Valabado Sates, Father, glorify your name. Call for this meeting in the name of Jesus. For you have a definite purpose, Lord. And for this reason, Lord, you call for this. The Lord will declare unto the world to whip up their love and participation in the gospel to defend and to confirm the salvation that was won for us. Father, we thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, we, I come away once again with, um, with the word of God, with the message for the world the confirmation, the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Uh, last week we looked at um, so that we are to confirm, and I told you defense and confirmation of the gospel. To defend is to fight, and the confirmation is the fifth dimension of the gospel. To affirm that what God truly said is true, or what we bear, the message, the good news we bear, we carry, is actually a good news. That, hallelujah. So, uh, we looked at the defense and the confirmation. And to defend means to fight. And to confirm is the faith dimension to it. Now, um, to defend is the fight. And then to confirm is the faith. The faith we have. That the gospel of Jesus Christ is truly the saving power. The only means by which salvation can be can be actualized and salvation can come to humanity free of charge. And that is the confirmation to confirm. So we looked at some other things last week. Today we want to continue once again in Philippians 1, the verse 7. As it is meet for me to think this of praise the Lord. And he said, even as it is meet for me to think this of you, or because I have you in my heart. In as much as both in my bones and in, my, in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. In defense and confirmation of the gospel. To defend, because God requires our spiritual fight. We have to fight intellectually. We have to fight socially. We're going to just see it spiritually, socially, economically, because um, the Bible says wisdom is a defense as well as money too is a defense. So economically, we can defend the gospel. There are battles to fight for the Lord. So, praise the Lord. So now um, in, in, um, in the Old Testament, you know, Hagar was telling us about who has seen this house in its first glory. Now, and then he, he likened the, you see, the first house to the present. He says that um, the glory of this present is, is nothing, you know, in terms of the comparison. The house that the, that the prophet spoke about, the first house is the first church, the early church. And then the latter age or the latter church, like we, the, the time in which we are now, the church age in which we are now, we have the, the starting point when Christ left the apostles and they began working for the Lord. Now, after the day of... Praise the Lord. I want to see, I want to show you something. Uh, it's just interesting. Um, seeing... Father, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. Now, I want to show you something over here. 
um, you know, he, he said, um, which of you saw the, the, this, this house, the house over here has to do with the church. Now, listen, the born again, the born again stuff began. The born again experience started after the resurrection of Jesus. But the church was birthed after Pentecost. So on the day of Pentecost, that was when the church began. See, church, the church age began um, just when the apostles, they see, the apostles received the Holy Ghost. And um, when they waited on the Lord, you know, up there in the... Now, you know, so the, the church age began on the day of Pentecost. And so the early apostles began doing so much for the Lord. But you see, in, in the book of Agai 2, reading from the verse 3, who do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of, of it as nothing? Now, what the Lord wants us to know is this. Now, he says that yet a little while I will shake the heavens and shake the earth and what have you. Now, look at this. Now, the verse, after the verse 8, you know, the, the, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, the glory. Now, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former, than of the former, says the Lord. Now, so the so the, the see the early church age and this our age or this dispensation um are never the same the the this era in which we are now the era the moment in which we are now is supposed to see more more power tremendous but you know um there are things that our early church was you know were doing that we are not doing now now they were so passionate they were more prayerful they were more passionate seeing how you know jesus said i can't you you know watch with me for for just an hour they were like oh wow did we also betray jesus for not praying so well then prayer became their their lifestyle in in the book of acts chapter 3 reading from verse 1 they were <laughs> father we thank you now look at this look at this it's it just interesting it's getting better and better now look at this now the bible says that um they, they, they were so prayerful. They were praying. And then they were so passionate. They were so passionate. They lived, you know, they led us, you know, a sacrificial life. They laid their lives on the line. They put their lives on the line for the gospel. They believed, see, uh, the integrity of the gospel. They, they, they knew it, like Apostle Paul said. Knowing so well that, listen, it's not as, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. I don't care what people think of me. I, I just, they were not ashamed of the gospel. They, they fought with their lives. With all they had, they fought for the gospel. They confirmed the gospel. In Jude, let's go to Jude very fast and then we'll, we'll take over. So we, we're beginning now a book, a book before Revelation. Jude 1, 3. Jude, Jude 3. Be, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write to you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was one delivered unto you. I want to read from the NLT. Um, it's just interesting. It says, um, Dear love, love friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you. Praise the Lord said, Dear beloved friends, I, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we, we have 
we, we all have, we all share. But now I find that I might, I must write about something else, urging you to defend the truth of the good news, the truth to defend. So we are talking about the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Today I'm sharing on the defense. In this, ep, you know, um, in this, uh, um, these um, 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 special uh, edition, what is the phase three, we are talking about defense. We began from um, defining what the good news is. We look at the good news in perspective, right? So that was a phase one, and then we praise the Lord. So um, we, we, we saw what the gospel is, episode one, phase one, Ephesians two, we went into details what the gospel is not and how salvation came to us through faith, and that's a gospel. And then we looked at um, episode three, which looked at the Antichrist. Then we began with the confirmation of the gospel. And then last week again, phase two, uh, episode two of phase two. Now today we're looking at the difference. How do I defend the gospel? The Bible says for us to contend for this faith. Now in Philippians 1.20, let's start from, I want to read something small to you. Um, Philippians 1, to see the mindset of the man of God, um, verse um. So the twelfth verse says, Philippians one twelve, but I would, I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened to me have fallen out rather to the federance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all other other palaces, and in all other places, and many of my of the brethren in the in the Lord waxing confident by my bond are much more bold as they saw my confidence, as I confirm the gospel. While in chain, I you know still sharing the gospel like never before. Praise the Lord. Now uh, it has been suggested that if if Paul uh, uh, were constantly chained to a succession of of soldiers, Roman soldiers, uh, he would have preached to them all, and and that the gospel spread through the guards. And the Bible says, you know. The apostles' dead end situation, uh, you know, led to uh, apparently, you know, penetrating through the 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 the, 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 the highest of places among the, the 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 Romans. He won souls from you know, using guards. He won souls, and as the brethren saw his confidence, they saw his love, his passion for the gospel. They were convinced. That's what we're reading now. And on verse 14, and, and many of the brethren in the Lord works confident by my bonds and are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, look, look at it, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. Now, the man of God was able to, you know, penetrate the circles of Caesar. That's what he was sharing with the church. That, you know, even in my bond, I still, I still won a lot. I went ahead to defend the gospel. And when I had to preach the gospel, I confirmed with signs. I defended with, with, with my life. Not being, see, not being afraid of anyone. It, when I shared the gospel with them. Now look at this. So the Bible says, now some people say this. Looking at the verse 15. Some need to preach Christ even of envy and strife. And some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of Contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction, add to my bonds, see, to add affliction. So there are others that call this thing out of context, saying that whether you preach Christ out of 
Now, so some, you know, they pick this out of con out of context. They quote it out of context. What the man of God was saying over here is this: that um, some preach Christ out of envy, strife, and contention. They think that they are adding affliction to my bond that I'm in prison. Oh, if only you are wise, you were told not to preach, and you went ahead preaching. Are we not all having? This? Are you following? So he said, as whether they went out to preach, and then they added me to their preaching. And uh, whether they insulted me out of envy and what have you, because he said not sincerely. But the thing is this: he said Christ is preached. Whether they spoke against me, they want they thought they were adding affliction to me. But then in the end, they preach Christ. It does not mean that we should preach, you know, insincerely. But he was saying, it, you know, now I would bring some secrets, you know, some mysteries, as the Lord showed me. Before the come of Christ, before the coming of Christ, there are things that we should know. Maybe you are numbered among them, but you don't know. But <laughs> Apostle Paul and 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 the rest, James, Apostle Peter, and what have you, they did not receive any special Holy Ghost. The same spirit that we also received in Ephesians two verse ten, the Bible says uh, that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. So we 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 are God's own handiwork fashion for good works and god wants us to you know go ahead and do good works are you following now um, after hearing this if you don't step up your game i wonder if you really have the holy ghost now let's look at this um so he said someone said woe is me if i preach no christ he said it woe is me if i don't preach christ ah woe to me if i don't preach in the verse 18 it says something so uh, remarkable, he said, Well, then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Whether they preach out of pretense or whatever, I don't care. My work and my passion is to do the work of God. Like in John 4, Jesus says, I have meat. So, for him, his meat is sharing the gospel, doing the will of God. It's beloved, it's about the Great Commission. We have been commissioned. It means we've been licensed. It's just like, you see, the sword has been cut. Go ahead and build. What are you waiting for? We have all the materials at our disposal. We have the Holy Ghost. We have eternal life. We have the righteousness of God. What again? So how do I contend for this faith? Very interesting. In verse 20, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, but that with all boldness as always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Whether it be by life or by death, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Look at it. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, you, as I preach the gospel. Yet what I shall choose, I would not. For I am in a strait between two, having a desire to depart to be with the Lord, to be with Christ, which is far better Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So, for him, he says, I am ready to be poured. That's what he said. In his writing to Timothy. I'm, I want to read something to you. I want to read something to you. We want to sandwich this between um, the confirmation and then the, the friends. I want to read this to you. It's also about contending for the faith. Now, in Revelation 6, look at this. Verse 9. Follow closely. Now, the Bible says... And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of, me, of them that were slain for the word of God. Because of the word of God, the gospel. Now look at it. And for the testimony which they held, 
<laughs> the health, not what they just shared, the health. It's about what faith, right? Good. And fight. They they share the gospel, the word of God, for the word of God, the faith in the word, and their fight. Because they held on to the word of God. Oh, the verse 21. For, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now look at it. So it says, I saw, I saw the source of them. Oh, Makalaba Shaladadadadada. Legged that was slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. True. Do thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And the white robes were given unto every one of them. Now follow this. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season. Unto their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed. It means, listen to me, I asked a question. Beautiful, so beautiful. You know, throughout the book of, you know, in the book of John 8, you know, Jesus was sharing with them, you know, and then talking about himself um, being before, you know, being there before Abraham. And he talked about God being the God of the living and not the dead. So while, you know, we'll be raptured before those alive, there's only one thing that they are thinking about, and it's about the kingdom. See, their prayer now. They are crying all the time. Lord, for how long? Their quest is all about the kingdom. They are living for the kingdom. Seeking for the kingdom. They are everything about, about them is, is the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. But for us, we think about our wives, our kids, our days, our that. Oh, my God. So look at it. The, the, so the reason why Jesus hasn't come yet, because to avenge their blood, he has to come. It's because he's waiting for us. There are many of us that should die like they died. Which of the apostles of today of, or the prophet want to die like that? We, want to, <laughs> we call it on human rights. There's nothing like human rights in, in the kingdom. Look at it. We have to die because scars. The scars we sustain, the injuries. Ah, the, you see, ah, oh my God. They are the, the honor for us. It's a privilege to die for the Lord. Look at it. Said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Don't you understand it? Look at the mindset. So, wait for us. I was praying for. Oh, Shala Baba. So, we, we keep asking. So, Jesus says he's coming soon. How soon is soon? It, it all lies on us. We are not willing to make the Lord come because he says, just as you see me go. The same manner, like the same manner you see me go. So, it's not only about how he levitated. But the thing is, before the, um, you know, John had to what? Prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare making straight his path by sharing the see sharing about the kingdom to prepare the heart of men for him in the same vein we have to be doing so if we want christ to come now number two simon and hannah were praying constantly for his coming we have to do the same and look at these people they always calling on the lord and could it be that the reason why jesus there is a glory atrocious uh, uh, death that we have to face as Christians. Let me read to you. Maybe you've not really followed very carefully. In chapter 6 of Revelation, the verse 9, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them, the, under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So the fight and then the faith in the word, the, the gospel. Verse 11, let me jump to verse 11. So they were asking the verse 10, how long are you going to, you know, how long, God, are you waiting to avenge our blood and what have you? From Abel to, aha, uh -huh. 
uh, no Zachariah this time to <laughs> to all uh, the apostles and what have you. Verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a while or a season. Unto their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. That means there's a prophecy. Maybe we are supposed, as I am here, I'm supposed to die for the gospel. But look at all men of God are running away for their lives. We have soldiers, we have bodyguards, and what have you. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what what does that mean? My God, Lekabashalabadi. You know, I believe in Hannah, right? That we should have Hannah, a man of God. But what are you preserving? Is it your life? So there's a prophecy that maybe because you're not dying, you don't want to die for the gospel. <laughs> are you ready? Are you willing? Do you know what a man of God says? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, I give you the word. I give you the word. Entropiasmos. Uh, intro, uh, that's entropiasmenos. Entropiasmenos. That's the word ashamed. I'm not ashamed. And that word is, is, is a befitting or fitting word. Um, um, that means bringing on fitting shame that matches the error of identifying with wrong people. For instance, um, robbers, you know, robbers were, were caught and you happen to be their friend. Maybe you are the, 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 the wife of that robber. You see, that, that, that robber, the armed robber, armed robber, what have you. You see the shame. The same way. Um, why are you part of these people? Befitting shame. If you're afraid of shame, what about death? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And not to be singled out as a result of uh, identifying with the, with, with, with the wrong people, as people deem them to be um, people that have misplaced uh, um, um, you know, priorities. Instead of you to be doing this, look at where you are preaching the gospel. Are you normal? Your age are doing this and look at you. Yes, we are we are pilgrims here. The Bible says, the Bible talks about people that God is not ashamed to be called their God. In the book of Hebrews 11, it's not ashamed to be called their God. Because of the way they, you see, they had a mindset. The Bible said they were not mindful of where they came from. They were not mindful of the world. Are you ready? The Bible says that it's, there's a prophecy that we should die. And why are we running away from death? <laughs> and we want to see more power. It's not about just the brain, but see the passion. They had that mindset, I would die for the gospel one day. Yes, I want to die for the gospel. Have you made that decision already? Let's continue. So, in, in, in the book of Philippians, let's go there again. Philippians 1, 20, 27. Only let your conversation be as, as becoming the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith, fighting for the faith of the gospel, fighting for the faith. The next verse. And in nothing terrified by your adversary, don't be, don't be afraid that you are told, if you go to the church again, I'll divorce you. Then you, you say, ah, okay, then I wouldn't go. Look at you, fight for the faith, contend. Do you know what happened? Have you read Acts chapter 5? What happened? They were told, that they were brought before the council and they were, they were warned not to. It was a sovereign decree. 
do not preach anymore in his name. And they went out doing it. They said it before them that listen to me. Just like it happened in the, the, the days of Nebuchadnezzar. We are not careful to answer you in this manner. Father, uh, daddy, I'm very sorry, but you, you know, I have to serve God. I, I believe there's a calling on my life. I'm to serve the gospel. You are my father, but there's a bigger father. You know, you have to understand. Then you see slaps, Father, I thank you. We shall go there right now. It's in Matify. <laughs> you are slapping and you turn again. That means you you create the same the same situation again. For instance, people don't understand that scripture. If um the Bible says um if your right eye offend you, you know it didn't say that eye, the right eye. How sensitive that thing is. A part of you that is so sensitive. Maybe for you you hit you hit shame. Right? <laughs> and maybe it has to do with your association with some people. And that's the only thing that stops you from manifesting the love for God, professing the love for God. Sacrifice that thing. If you education, you put that on, on a hold. That's what the meaning. Your right hand does not mean cut people off as it were. But if your right hand, you see, right hand, you know, the right hand stands for authority, right? It is status as well, you know, social status as well. It doesn't matter what, it, what, what, whatever. If your husband, your what your husband says, if you go to church, I will not marry again. Better, you see, cut that one off. Then ah, I better obey God than to obey man. Do you understand it now? Because that person will still come again. Because whatever. You... There is a death sentence in Second Corinthians. The man of God says so. This death, you know, the sentence of death. Because. Uh, we have been saying this already. What are you preserving? In, what are you preserving again? Is there any, any reputation that you are, you are you are preserving? The Bible says he made himself of no what reputation. The one the one whom you follow, the one you claim to follow. So why are you upset? I don't like the way he keeps insulting me, he vilifies me, the, the, the way they talk about me. Do you have any reputation again in this adulterous world? Are you ashamed of the gospel because, because of this adulterous world? Think straight. Hey, this is a crooked and a perverse generation. Crooked and perverse generation. Father, your name is glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so that is that. Let's continue. Father, your name is glorified. Oh, so let's continue. Um, Philippians, yes, 1, 20, 29, 29. Let's go to 29 very fast. So 28 says, don't, don't be, don't be 28 again. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, their adversaries, right? Which is to them an evident token of, of perdition. And then you are deflected from the truth. Oh, there's a deflection of, um, and from the truth, you are, you are, um, you you are, you are off the tangent, and what have you? That as they may perceive it to be, but you know what? You really serving God well. That Apostle Paul was suffering, and others were adding. See, they were adding insult to his, his, his wounds and his sores, thinking that the guy was overly doing it. But that's what that's the way God wants us to do it. The gospel which was delivered to you, it took someone's life, it took sacrifice. To be called a child of God, maybe I will define it today. When we get to Matthew 5, we shall look at it. 
modify it. We shall look at 9 and 45. We'll look at the correlation between the two. That it shall be called the sons of God. The Bible says again in Philippians 2. Uh, uh, the Bible says uh, in Philippians 2, 20, 14 and 15. Do all things without memory and disputing that ye may be blameless and harmless sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. This is a crooked and perverse generation. The word nation over there is the word generation. Perverse generation. Awkward generation. They think otherwise. So maybe 2 um, um, minus 4. Instead of saying negative 2, oh, they will say 6 or they will say 2. It's a crooked generation. What, what are you ashamed of? Good. Let's continue. Philippians 1, 20, 29 now. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ. Now the word given over there, I checked. It is the word charisma. Charisma. From the word T. Like charisma. Gifts. So it means delivered or granted to. It is given. It is like a, pack, a package. Given to you. It is given to us on behalf of Christ to suffer. So the word over there, and the, the first word that comes in a Greek dictionary is favor. That you are favored to die for Christ. You are favored. What do you want? For instance, that um, the, the, like, let's say um, Bill Gates will come to your house and he, he maybe needs money to buy something and you give to Bill Gates. See the, see the joy. That's it. You are excited. You should be excited that you are dying for him. In my five, it is there. We shall go there very soon. So the word, you know, charisma is, it means to deliver or grant to. And the word is favor, to willingly give or bestow a thing to someone. So God willingly gave you this. Because it is written of some of us, and we have to fulfill that prophecy, that we have to die. Like the way, you know, the apostles were martyred. Know what it is happening there. Now, I shared with the church, um, last Sunday, uh, the reason why the Bible says um, there are things we cannot pray them away, angels have to do them. Now, look at it. For instance, the Bible says that, you know, as men went to sleep, uh, so I went for to sow seeds, and then the, the enemy came, the wicked one came to sow tares among them. But you see, the man said, uh, um, the other man said, you know, let us, let us, um, let us go ahead and approve them. But he said, don't do so now until the harvest time. Why is he saying so? Does he mean the Lord is so excited about the wrong things? Yes. Because sometimes we may pray away our temptations. They are godly ones that should come to us. The Bible says so. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 12. Anyone that will serve God. The Bible says, yeah. Anyone that will serve God rightly must suffer persecutions. So why do you pray away those things? Father, I, I fire my enemies. I fire. You fire who? You fire who? <laughs> the Bible says in James 1 verse 12 that blessed is the man that endures temptations. For after he has been approved, after the trial, you have to be approved. He will receive the crown of life. So you have to be approved of God. Like, mm, you're worth it. Because he will say, that good and faithful servant, he will say to us, that good and faithful servant, 
Are you willing to receive that? The man is on the fire. Are you willing to stand before him? The verse 31. When a son of man shall come in his glory and all, and all the, the, all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his of his glory. And then he will call all the, you see, the, 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 the sheep, put them on one side, and the goats on the other side. The stubborn ones. <laughs> in, Matthew, in Luke 19, the Bible says for us to occupy till it comes. Are you willing to fight for the gospel? Jesus said, I have a cup to drink from. Oh, and as was agonizing, then Peter said, Lord, <laughs> let me also drink some. I can drink. He said, surely you also drink. But not now until you are empowered by the Holy Ghost. And it's the Lord intentionally, deliberately gave Jesus that cup. It was a gift given him. Like the way some people, missionaries have to die for the gospel. And it's, 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 it's a divine honor. It, it's glorious. To have this, you know, vicarious death. You know, you know vicarious death. Go through um, the atrocities of, 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 look at it. The gruesome atrocities of martyrdom. How to, you see, rehearsing, they were rehearsing how to die. <laughs> I know I shall die, you know, uh, I am, I am, you know, I am bound in the spirit. I don't know what shall be for me, but I'm ready to die. And that Agabus came with his prophetic ancient and started prophesying. You know, the man whose cloak I, whose cloak I, I, I have, it, I have now. It shall be delivered to the, 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 the Romans and what have you and the, look at it. I'm not only ready to, <laughs> to be delivered to them, but I'm ready to die. Ready to die. We have um, this deliverance. Second Corinthians four, the verse nine. Persecuted but not forsaken. We are persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down and not, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our body. Sentence in us. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Christ's sake. Look at it. For Jesus' sake. That the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So we want to see the life of Christ. We want to see the power of Christ. But we don't want to die. How dare you? In Africa, we have this dress, the sleeveless, called ready to fight. There is the ready to die too. <laughs> are you ready to run? It says... Uh, you know that you know you should earnestly contend for the faith. The word contend over there is the Greek word epagonizomai. What does it mean? Like to agonize. That's the word agonize. It's from two roots, epi, and then go agonizomai, agonizomai, agony. It means the epi means for. And then ago, ago, naizomai means strive or fight or contend. So it means to strive or contend earnestly for something. Not fighting with, oh, I use my faith to fight for this. No, not for the two. But this time you are fighting for your defense. Praise the Lord. So are you ready to die for the Lord? I want you to type, 
are you ready to die? Are you ready to carry about in your body that death, death sentence? And um, Jesus, Father, we thank you. Oh, Jesus. From 2 Timothy 3.10 But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me, unto me at Antioch and Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I, I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. If you are not seeing certain things in your life, brother, you are not serving God right. Anyone that is... Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the thing is, we have to fulfill that prophecy. We have to die for. So if you cannot give to God, can you die? If you, don't, if you cannot give to God, can you die? <laughs> if you cannot give to God, can you give your life? In Matthew 5, I want us to close shortly. Matthew 5. Jesus said to them, you know, many desire to see those things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear the things which you hear and have not heard them. Like he told them. Um, the prophet and the righteous men desire to hear the Bible talk of the, the reproach of Christ, the reproaches of Christ how Moses esteemed the reproaches of Christ far better than that seasonal that transient joy of Egypt worldly joy of Egypt my unto you that ye resist not evil don't resist evil what does it mean? That means permit it. <laughs> but whosoever shall smite thee on the on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. So you may go somewhere to preach the gospel. You know, God says go and preach, and they will fight you. Go again. That's what he says. <laughs> what if I'm I'm being slapped? Yes, that's the gospel. He says go there, receive another slap. Let me read from verse nine. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Peacemakers. Oh, it goes beyond just being a peaceful person. But you know, we preach, we bear the, you see, we carry the gospel of peace. So we are peacemaker because we carry the nation. We make peace between God and man. Right? Good. Or with men. So we are peacemakers. We are blessed. For we are called children of God, the peacemakers. The verse 45 also says, um, Jesus, 45. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. So, um, it has to do with... Uh, See, Makai was hated. Makai was hated. Ahab hated him so much. Now, look at it. I want you to look at this thing carefully. They have to call it their enemy, but you are not. Praise God. So, um, he says that love your enemies. So, we don't have any enemy, right? We don't have any enemy. No enemy. 9, 10, let's read from 10 to 12. 10 to 12, Matthew 5, 
Now, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they when men shall revile you and persecute you against you falsely for my sake, for my sake. Not because um, they just hate you for... Look at, look at it. So there's difference between people hate you because of what you have. This has to do with the gospel for my sake. For the Lord's sake. Let's continue. Because the gospel is about Jesus. It's about Jesus. We have to put our lives on the line for the gospel. We have to make up our, our mind. We should come, we should, we should have the episode, episode two of this. It is going to be five episodes on um, this particular subject. The defense. Defending with, with our finances, defending with our status financially. We have to seek the first kingdom. What it, what it means to seek the kingdom first. And what it means to remember our creator in the days of our youth. What does it mean to be youthful? The strength. The Bible says the glory of the youth is their strength. So youthfulness connotes strength using your strength maybe you are academically you know endowed that's your strength this is a day you have to remember the lord remember the gospel with that intellect whatever you have as talent use that to push the gospel so we shall come to that too as well so we have um remember that creator in the days of your youth we're going to use um ecclesiastes 12 to, 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 to explain this we're going to use um matthew 6 3 um, we're going to use the parable of the sower to defend a gospel. We're going to look at um, the parable of the talent too as well to explain fighting for the kingdom, fighting for the gospel. Praise the Lord. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. So um, the word of, like I told you, the charisma, meaning to um, deliver to or granted to. It is granted you on behalf of Christ to suffer for his name's sake. The Bible says in the book of Philippians 1 to 9, that it is it is given unto us, but it's given unto us not only to what? To 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 believe, but also to what? To suffer for his name's sake. It is part of our calling. In 1 Peter 2, again, we are told to die for the Lord. As we have Christ for an example, how he died, we should also lay down our lives for others, lay down our lives for the gospel. Please, make up a mind to be with the Lord. When it comes, he has to say that good and faithful servant. Live a life that worth living. And that is living for the gospel. Like I've told you, there are some that have to die for the gospel's sake. You cannot pray against that. If it, it's written, it is written. What is written is written. And you have to be willing. So I come your way to let you understand that there are others that will die for the gospel. For preaching the gospel, they have to die. Apostle Peter nearly died in the hands of Herod. And the disciples prayed and prayed. The Bible says in the verse 23 of Acts 12 that when that guy sat down and his heart Praise the Lord. I love this so much. The Bible says in the book of Esther that who knows, the good news tells us that the Lord brought you into the kingdom in such a time as this to save his people. Who knows that God gave you that talent, that ability for the right cause. Now, 
for the end time agenda. Who knows? To the fathers of faith, they were written for a land that God used them. They were like models see, to look at them, look at how he delivered them. So all that happened, the Bible says, not for them. And the thing they prophesied in First Peter, First Peter 1, from the verse 10 into the verse 13, those things were written, those prophecies that they gave were not for them, but for us. They look earnestly, diligent. Philippians 1.27 talks about fighting for that faith. Um, and the word fight over there, the word defend the faith over there, um, has a military connotation. It's a military te technology reflecting an army advancing against the gates of um, of the adversary fearlessly, warding off opposing, you know, opposing forces. We had to stand in prayer against the gate of hell. We had to fight a good fight of faith. What faith are we having now? The faith we have in the gospel. Stand in the gap. Let's pray. If Jesus should come, I've told you. It, we have to. Those who are expecting him, and how do you expect him? Simon and Co were expecting him. They were looking forward to the consolation of Israel. We're looking forward to the coming of our Lord. Unless you're not serving God well, because it's full of there's rest though in the spirit in our spirit, but we are battered in the flesh. We, we groan. In the in Second Corinthians five, from verses one, two, three. You know, Apostle Paul says in this tabernacle we groan. Please do make do make your mind now to put your lives. All of you listening, watching via any of our, our social media handles, do well to fight for the gospel. 